0: And counting Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. They would let everyone, uh, what is going on? Mercury is in retrograde, but I am busy reading The Charisma Factor. So regardless of what's going on out there, I don't know why everything is slowing down here. Uh, Hopefully I am still moving along, but I am very excited about our very special guest today because I have the one and only Lisa Roland on here. We are going to be talking about charisma today. Uh, I don't know what happened with the glitch of our opening today, but Lisa, you're here.
1: Hi, Richard. It's great to see you. I'm very excited to be here. This has been a long time in the
0: making. You were scheduled to be here last month. And because you're so busy, (laughs) you weren't able to be here. Uh, Lisa, I begin every show by asking my guest, who or what are you celebrating today?
1: Well, I'm celebrating being alive. I am... um, I am an animal rights activist, I'm an author, an actress, and um I'm just really thankful for everything that I have in my life.
0: Well thank you, well and thank you for doing all those things because I mean all those things that you are doing and all those things that you're a part of are things that I wholeheartedly believe in. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say that when I sat down to begin to read your book, and as I told you before we went live, mm-hmm. um, and I want to do a shout out first of all to Nora Lawler, your publicist. Oh,
1: she's lovely. I reached out I to Nora
0: to get a copy of your book. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have a copy. So uh-huh. I reached out to Amazon and they told me that if I ordered the book, that it would take, it would probably arrive sometime this evening. So I found other ways of getting it. And there's this thing called Amazon Locker, which I wasn't even aware of. I
1: haven't heard of it and
0: it it arrived in another town. And I went on Sunday and I got the book. And I was able to put it down. And well, thank you. I'm so glad you have it. I do I am so thrilled. There is more in your preface and in your introduction to your book than most people have in full volumes of books. It's pungent. (laughs) Absolutely. I want to talk, before we get to the subject of charisma, Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the trajectory of your life because one of the things that you say in your book, uh, there are so many things about you that I absolutely gravitated towards. Um, I'm a very spiritual person, and uh, all of the areas that you have gravitated towards mm-hmm. and are part of are also the things that I have delved into and studied and worked towards. And, nice. and spirit guides and all of that. Oh, Where did that all begin for you?
1: Um, I've been very interested in spirituality and ascended masters and the whole bit since I've been, um, I would say, like 10 or 12, so pretty much my whole life.
0: But do you know exactly what was the impetus and where that began for you?
1: You know, um, I'm adopted. I'm an adopted child. And um, I think that in itself made me a little more spiritual. And, um, and a little more thankful for my life than most people are. Most people take things more for granted, but when you're adopted, you, you know how thankful you are. And, and, um, you know, I, I think that I developed a strong spirituality back then and it's just growing and growing and growing. And I've studied ascended masters, um, for years and, um, I had a big spiritual awakening, actually, um, about five years ago. It was amazing. I, I had um, a spontaneous kundalini awakening and light body activation. I Actually, um, I, my uh, partner and I had just had dinner downstairs um, in the Hamptons at our house overlooking the water. And he went back into the den to watch uh, sports. And I went upstairs to say my prayers and to meditate. And I had gone upstairs and opened up the door. I thanked God for the beautiful day. And I sat down. I said a prayer, not even a long one. And then I was going to go into meditation. And I was um, walked in by a a force, um, which is the Holy Spirit, Walked in by force into my mirrored bathroom. And I felt like I was being held up by a cord. And I just started lighting up. I did not see myself in the mirror. I saw my light body. I didn't know what was happening. but um, And it lasted for like two hours. It was a spontaneous kundalini awakening and light body activation. I saw my Merkaba. Uh, we are beautiful beings of light. And we don't even Absolutely. know how powerful we are but I mean I I had no idea what was happening to me the very next day I I said to several of my friends I said have you ever just lit up like a firecracker before <laughs> and everybody's like no so well, uh, even in
0: your book I mean you talk about being at a meeting uh, you know I well yeah the book was written some time ago, but you mentioned being at a meeting and and someone saying to you, you're on fire. So it's yeah. it's in your book. So I guess <laughs> that's a force that is the word force again, uh, that mm-hmm. lives within you. And that's a part of charisma as well. True. Um, but I want to go back. I mean, you and I, if you don't mind my going back to Uh, you're talking about adoption because, Mm -hmm. you know, Kristen Chenoweth, who is also one of my favorite entertainers, was also, you know, she was also. I did not know that. As well. Um, At what point did you know that you were adopted? And and I bring this up for a reason, if you don't mind Mm -hmm. me going there, because in your book, you talk about uh, and I don't want to give away too much because I want everyone to buy the book. Uh, but you do tell this amazing story about this connection at Christmas time uh, with your um, biological cousins uh, yeah. and what uh, happened, uh, which was an amazing story.
1: Yeah, that was. What you wish for. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I really wanted to meet them, they had reached out to me and, and, um, I'm, I thought that they really just wanted to get to know me. I thought these are my biological relatives and they reach. I felt blessed that they were reaching out to me and, um, and I trusted them and, um, I still don't even know if they're really <laughs> my biological cousins or well, not. Well, that was my next question. Me I A mean, I, or anything. You-
0: Do you really know if they truly are your biological cousins?
1: I don't know. I'll never know that because I probably will never see these people again. But um, it was devastating. That was one of the most devastating times in my life because you have so much built up inside of you and you want to know where you came from. I am so appreciative of my adoptive family and even more so after I met the bio the, who i think are my biological some of them biological relatives but then you know i guess i also was a target so you don't really know, you, well, know um, you know as i
0: was reading this i you know i you know i i have a whole scenario going on in my head i you know i'm an <laughs> actor and so yeah. I, I can see the it's like a movie plays in my head as i'm reading this and mm-hmm. i was curious as to what your parents reaction was to this, um, when, you know, I know also you had a horrendous experience, uh, with your mother, uh, you know, and going through that, That all of these things that happened along the way, this path in, on your, uh, uh, do you believe Lisa with your spiritual path that you're on that any of these things that were happening along the way, were preordained situations that were going to happen in your life?
1: It's funny you say that because I do believe in uh, preordained circumstances. I actually believe that we make soul contracts with other souls before, <laughs> we incarnate, before we incarnate here on earth. And we have to keep up with those soul contracts and, um, it has a lot to do with karma and you have karmic relationships too and uh you have soulmate relationships but the karmic relationships you have them because they're there for you to learn from and you did preordain most of them and um so that you would learn certain certain uh lessons with with these various people.
0: Well, this is your second book, and the, the first book that you wrote. I mean, were you already on this path, knowing about uh, writing about charisma and all of uh, and your spirituality? Yeah. Um, as those episodes were happening with your, uh, with your cousins, and as uh, and I'm putting quote cousins in quote air quotes.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, right.
0: <laughs> um, were you as that was unfolding? Were you thinking in the back of your mind um, that there was some, quote unquote, cosmic or spiritual lesson that you yeah. were to learn from this?
1: Absolutely. I, When things hit me like that, I'm constantly like, okay, why did I choose this to happen to me? Why did I choose this? Why is this happening? And what am I supposed to be learning from it? And, you know, it did toughen me up. I mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't blindly trust anybody, even if they say they're my family. This is not uh, something I can do anymore. But I didn't let it make me bitter. <laughs> and that's very important because a lot of times, bad things happen to you. And you have this attitude like, why me? Why is this happening? I can't believe it's happening. Rather than thinking, This is happening for a reason. I'm supposed to learn something from it. And, um, you know, you have to change your mindset. And you can't let something make you bitter.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, as the fact that you're on, I call it a spiritual path. Yes. As you are
1: too, obviously. Yes, obviously.
0: And as you're constantly learning, to me, it feels almost like a, a blessing and a curse almost. Because I feel that you're also um, you're always aware as it's unfolding. This perhaps this is how I should be responding to this, right. uh, but you're also human, and you're in this human body reacting to this. And of course, we are going to respond to the outside circumstances of what's happening to us, mm-hmm. uh, and you move on as this is all unfolding. Are you thinking this is going to go in a book someday?
1: Well, I knew that, yeah, we were thinking, I'm going to use this down the line for sure. And um, I'm whatever I learned from it, I am going to share it with others because I love to share with others. And um, I think we have an obligation to do that. It's part of connecting with people. And um, yeah, it's definitely... Um, Definitely, I felt <laughs> everything was happening for a reason.
0: Absolutely. Now, with everything else going on, what was the point in your life when you decided that you were going to go down the path as an actress?
1: Um, I know I your, in, your father was an artist. My mother was an artist, and my father was a college uh, professor. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. And, um, you know, I was in junior high always got i always auditioned and got the parts i wanted and and i did community theater when i was in high school and and you know i grew up in austin texas which is full of the arts and yes and we have great theater there too and and um so i had a, a good backbone there to uh to to work off of and
0: no, um, oh, no keep going i'm sorry
1: No, go ahead.
0: So there comes a point in a a performer's and entertainer's life where Mm -hmm. there are two paths New York or LA. Right. You chose to go to LA. Was it film and television that was pulling you? Um, And you, I mean, you studied uh, with the Stella Adler Studios. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, was, do you feel that you were called in that direction? Because each studio, has their own method in terms of what they teach.
1: True.
0: What did you pull from, I mean, what did you glean or learn from studying with the Stella Adler studio? Um, and do you feel that that was the exact place that you needed to go?
1: I and- think it was. I I learned a lot there. I think it was. And I learned a lot that I took a lot of classes in in, in Austin, but, um, and I had met, and made contacts with quite a few people in California in the business, and and um, started getting, you know, um, getting work. And um, when I studied at Stella Adler, I I leaps and bounds over the others, it, but it was method acting too, which I wasn't taught um, in Austin. Mm-hmm.
0: Was it an easy transition for you to go from Austin to L.A.?
1: It was. It was, and it was perfect because. So I went from Austin to Los Angeles, and now I'm in New York.
0: Hey, great, and as, <laughs> as 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 the work started, so it's kind of a
1: natural evolution. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, of course. Um, and and have you done a lot of stage work as well, or are you pretty much staying in the realm of uh, film and television?
1: Well, I liked I liked doing stage work, and I did a lot of that in Texas. I loved that, and um, but in Los Angeles, um, there's more work, and you know you make more money doing. Exactly. I started doing a lot of commercials, and and then acting parts, and um, so it just naturally evolved, and and I just kept getting work, so I stayed there. And and um, if something's working, don't change it.
0: Now, you're also an amazing writer. So when did the writing begin for you?
1: Well, I studied journalism in college. I went to Texas Tech. I studied journalism and um, fashion design and, um, and um, also theater. Um, but so I started as I worked in the school paper. I was the features editor and the copy editor. And um, I loved writing. Um, and, you know, journalism is, it's um, nonfiction, usually. <laughs> and um, so I enjoyed that. And so what I write now is nonfiction and um, a bit more spiritual. And, well, and Your first
0: uh, book that came out was uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, when that book came out, which by the way, <laughs> Uh, I went on Amazon and it's it's like seventy nine dollars to get this. Oh no, party. it's
1: it's discontinued that one. Uh,
0: it's discontinued. I discontinued really? that
1: when Yeah, we discontinued that one when um, before the Charisma Factor came out. Okay, so I can't get it anywhere.
0: So it's impossible. Right. That's right. I <laughs> Because this book is so you know, incredible, I wanted the other okay. one.
1: It's going to be reprinted like in a year or so.
0: Oh, good. Then you'll come it's back. Going we'll into a new it.
1: print. <laughs> okay, great. So yeah. let's,
0: let's talk about charisma. Yes. When did you start thinking about the charisma factor? And there are so many things that I want to you know cover with this. Obviously, you have charisma. Uh, and uh, as you say in the book, everybody has charisma. Yes. Uh, you believe? Does that people were born with charisma and they're different. And you also believe that charisma is something that can be taught. Um, with all due respect, I want to say that Stella Adler herself, she was very tough as a teacher. Uh, <laughs> yes, and she right. would actually ask certain people to leave her class saying that they did not have what she called the it factor.
1: Yeah. No, she was... Um... She was um very uh, a strong strong woman she was very strong and um but she was very effective
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i remember um when I first got into her class she she um she had mm-hmm. me and this other person go pretend like we were elephants and the other in the side of their room and I'm like okay all right but you know she has her, her ways and she um and there's a reason and um um no she's a very she was she was a very great force in um in me learning more acting ability so what is it about charisma that you decided to write an entire book about it I just think it's so important and it's an underrated uh, quality and you're taught so many skills in college and in high school, Mm -hmm. you're taught so many skills, you're taught so much knowledge and you learn so many things, but you don't learn how to put it all together and that's when charisma comes in. We're not taught charisma the way that we should be taught. I think it should be a class in school.
0: I absolutely, I agree with you on that. Uh, But why do you, I mean, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about charisma? And I think I may know the answer to that.
1: They think that other people have it. Famous people, actors that they look at, um, musicians, they think that they all have charisma and that they don't themselves. And um, your belief is what's so important. You've got to believe that you're charismatic. You've got to believe that you're viable. You've got to believe that you can make a difference in the world. And um, as long as you have that, then you're you're going to do what you love. And your charisma is just going to shine through. But you've now, got to you, believe in yourself.
0: You mentioned earlier that you, uh, you were, uh, you didn't really uh, start on your path to be an actress until you were, uh, and a teenager, am I correct? Right. So, was it, what was it that pulled you in that direction? Uh, I mean, there and there are a myriad of reasons why people want to go into this uh, business. Some want to go in it for the fame. Some want to go want to go for the acting. Uh, some uh, for all of the above. Um, what was it that was pulling you in that direction? And at the time, um, were there certain artists that you looked at that? You thought were very charismatic that you wanted to emulate in terms of your career path
1: well I think um there are a lot of different artists that 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 I admire and a lot of people from the olden the old the golden age mm-hmm. the screen and there's a lot of different ones i mean if you look at like Carol Lombard, she was wonderful and she had she had a lot of charisma and um she had humor and warmth and it made her likable and she was funny and she was great. There are a lot of different um actors that I like for different reasons mm-hmm. and
0: uh and do you I- f- do you feel that the career i mean that aspect of mm-hmm. what you have learned of, about charisma mm-hmm. um well, writing the book, let me go there. Writing this book, do you feel that there are things about charisma that you've learned that you feel that you did not know prior to writing the book?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've, I have learned a, a lot more about it, you know, because you dwell more into it. And, you know, there's a lot of different aspects and a lot of different types of charisma. And, and um, you know, I was just saying to, uh, to someone the other day, because we were talking about the uh the King Charles's coronation, um, that's going to oh, take place. Did, you, uh,
0: did your invitation come yet?
1: You know, it hasn't come. I Has keep looking
0: in the mail, and <laughs> if they're watching, I
1: don't know. But you know, I was saying the other day. You know, you've got look at the charisma from the royal family. You have different types of charisma there, and. um you look at um, you look at Kate, you look at Duchess, and you look at her charisma and how she, uh, her warmth and her eye contact, um, in all the different occasions, and even her clothes. Everything is is made for that very moment. And if you look at charisma, if you look at a person who's who's got a lot of charisma, they're living in that moment. they are mm-hmm. living in the moment, and that's that's one of the keys to having charisma is to like really be present in the moment. That's where you get presence. Yeah. You, know?
0: you know, I want to uh, pull up a comment here. i uh, uh-huh. a friend of mine who's watching and mm-hmm. uh, she kindness makes a person charismatic and you actually it's mentioned true. that in the book. That's very book, true. Uh, Kathleen, because that's one of the things that you pull out uh-huh. in the book. Very um, true. And uh, have you ever been in a situation uh, and I know we all have, but I'd like you to talk about a specific situation, being in the business and the profession that you're in, mm-hmm. in which someone walks into a room, and mm-hmm. the moment they walk into the room, every head turns and they and you go, "Oh my God, that person, you know, is like the most charismatic person I've ever been in their presence." They right. it. they it comes through every core uh, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who does uh, red carpet interviews. Mm -hmm. And she said, being in the presence of George Clooney, uh, and she interviews everybody, she got tongue-tied when she was in his presence because she says he just has... And I compare him to Cary Grant. They both had that same type of charismatic quality, uh, and it's just the air that they both have. And if you look... And it's very funny at his early career on the facts of life and, uh, Roseanne, I don't think you would have thought that he would have had the career that he ended up having. And I think that's because of an inner light that was burning within him talking about that fire earlier that you talked Mm -hmm, about. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. George Clooney has a lot of charisma. He's got a lot of confidence when he enters the room, he walks in with a lot of confidence. Um, and he has humor. Humor is one of his best qualities, mm-hmm. and it's—he's got a self-effacing. He can laugh at him at himself, and uh, that's very important. And it—he has—he shows humility, which bonds him with, with people that look up to him. And um, you know, he mm-hmm. he uh, shows warmth and empathy. So no, he's a very very charismatic uh, actor. Well, I, I was asking
0: earlier if there was anything that you learned, you know, that you didn't think you knew, because uh, I think you always knew it, uh, before you wrote the book. Um, but with with yourself, was there ever a moment where you felt that you didn't have the charisma?
1: We all have those moments, you know, but uh, that's when your self-talk and your mindsets comes in as really important. And whether it's just going back into your room and saying ten different um affirmations, it'll if you say if you just for ten minutes sit there and say different affirmations, you're gonna come out feeling better. You're gonna vibrate higher. You know, everything's made, everything's from vibration. We're all, you know, you vibrate and you attract what you vibrate to.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I- I'm going to ask a a dumb question because I think (laughs) I know the answer to this too, but I'm sure you practice affirmations.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I do. And Cheryl Lee Ralph, another favorite of mine.
1: Uh And she
0: talks, she says every morning she gets up in the mirror. She she looks in the mirror and she says, you are a star, Cheryl Lee Ralph. And she says, that's not me being arrogant. It's me being honest.
1: And I love that. Absolutely. And
0: she said that, you know, she's got more auditions from walking in, saying that before she walks into the room, than anything else. And
1: she's creating her charisma, her energy around her. That's great. And Lovely. the other,
0: the flip side of that, mm-hmm. of course, is the imposter syndrome. And that right. is something that, you know, we're reading more and more and hearing more and more about that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of people that are very successful have the imposter syndrome. It's when, you know, where you get to a level and you get to this great level that your expertise has taken you to, but you don't have the belief in yourself and you're like, well, I don't think I deserve this or or whatnot, but that's where affirmations come in. Self-talk comes in, but a lot of people are like that. And a lot of people that are super, um, super intelligent don't um, ex- exhibit warmth. So it keeps them from looking charismatic.
0: Have you ever experienced the uh, imposter syndrome? And if so, what got you through it?
1: Um, I did um, have that for a while when I was acting, when you did the press junkets, cause they would ask you all this stuff that, I mean, honestly, I felt like so narcissistic sitting there talking about myself on the questions they would ask me at these junkets that you're like, why do they want to know this? And, and, um, you know, you're like, yeah, that's But um, that took a lot of, uh, self-talk and a lot of, uh, inner work to be able to be comfortable talking about such what seemed like little, silly things why would somebody be interested in that but but they are and um you know you just have to uh, be confident in yourself and that's when your mindset comes in and you can change your mindset every single morning you can wake up and have a horrible night and be depressed but you can for 10 minutes say your affirmations build yourself up and then have a great day
0: i want to talk a little bit about your process uh, mm-hmm. with the book. Um, okay. first of all, what was the impetus that you decided I'm going to put this into a book? Uh, I know that you had written the other book, uh, mm-hmm. but specifically about this, that you're going to write this specific book.
1: Well, I discussed that with the publisher and, and, um, we decided to make this book more textbook, more mm-hmm. without the spirituality that the other one had. Um, so that it well,
0: can we go there for a minute? I mean, mm-hmm. were they uh, a little turned off by the spirituality, or did they? Well, no,
1: no, they liked that, but this okay. one they wanted separate a little bit, separate a little um, more textbook to how to just create charisma mm-hmm. um, and not so much about chakras and things like that.
0: Because I think I I, I like it all together. I really do. (laughs) And and that's why I was looking for the other book. Um, So so you decided to go into a more textbook uh, realm with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm always interested, the first words that we read in the book, Mm -hmm. are they the first words that you wrote?
1: Pretty much, yes. Yes. The Mm in-between, though, I changed it probably three or four times mm-hmm. before I, I got it to where I wanted it but but um yeah I would say pretty much the the beginning is still the same beginning and um, you know I I like to write every night anyways I, I it's it's a habit mm-hmm. and um, so I, I write lately I've just been writing everything's Spiritual and about ascension, and um, so I'm basically working on another book, but it's uh, more just about spirituality and about ascension and vibration and raising your vibration, things like That's that. Great, yeah. So,
0: as you're writing, is it more of a solitary process for you, or do you share your writing with other people as you're moving along with your book?
1: No, I usually it's more solitary. 'Cause I, I just write every night and mm-hmm. um, and and then I just keep working it and working it and and sometimes when I'm putting the book together with the chapters, I'll like I'll like lay out pages, you know, and try to see if I can put it in, make another chapter into something or whatnot. But um, um, no it's a it's it's a lot of solitary work for sure. And who decided
0: that it was ready for us, the consumer, to have it? Was it your decision? Was it the editor? Was it the publisher? When was that decision made?
1: Well, I got it to a point where I was happy with it. And um, at that point, then I gave it to um, the, um, an editor there through my publisher. And um, we went from there and I worked with that editor. And um, then they decided that it was the right time Mm -hmm. to put it out. And how has your life changed since the book came out? Well, um, it's, I've met a lot of people. Um, It's so great. So many people, it's something that um, people are interested in. And and, um, it's great to help other people become the best they can be. I hear from people all the time on social media, etc., and and um, they reach out and they ask questions, and and uh, it's really nice to meet people from all different walks of life, um, and how they use charisma in their own lives, and and um, you can be a a stay-at-home mom, and you can have wild, wonderful charisma. You know, it doesn't just—it's not just for for... um, Well, trust me, if you're a mom, you've
0: got charisma. You have to, (laughs) because we've got kids at home. But is there a common... uh, And by the way, anyone who's watching, if you've got questions that you want to ask, put them uh, in the comment section, and I will try to get to as many questions as possible. Uh, But is there a a common thread that runs with a lot of the questions that are asked of you? Uh, Hopefully, you know, a lot of... uh, you know, when people, uh, do reach out to you, uh, they've read the book, uh, Mm -hmm. but if they haven't read the book, uh, what do you feel is the most common question that people ask you about charisma?
1: They, uh, it's very common that people actually don't think that they have it. It's, it's, it's common. A lot of people don't think they have charisma and it's interesting. And, um, a lot of times when people write me, I can just see that they don't have a lot of um, self worth inside of themselves, and um, um, but those are the people that they're great with the book. They're it's they're the people that learn the most from it, and um, you know, so much comes from your own inner confidence, and I just notice that a lot of people don't have that and um i know that through um through the covid thing and having to wear the mask you know a lot of people kind of got out of like mingling with other people and they don't have banter with other people and um you know when you do finally connect and take the mask off then you can see smiles and people connect differently and it's beautiful but a lot of people were having difficulties you know, um, during COVID.
0: Well, I had asked Nora, and unfortunately you're a publicist, I didn't get it you know, from you, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I had asked for a photograph of you at five years of age. And the reason I had asked for a photograph of yes. you at five years of age, to me, five years old is the purest self. Mm-hmm. It's before life begins to tell you who you are mm-hmm. and who you aren't. Um, and right now, in this and regardless of what side you're on, Republican, Democrat, whatever side you're on, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. um, people are telling people who they are and who they're not, and everything, and it's very confusing for kids right now yeah uh, and uh, and i I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a kid in the school system in today's world uh, with what they are dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, so I thank God daily that I grew up, the time that I grew up, I know I was like an old man, but I thank God daily that I went through the time that I went through. I want to ask, when you were five years old, um, and it sounds to me, I mean, you were adopted, mm-hmm. uh, your parents brought you uh, into a nurturing home, mm-hmm. uh, that you did they instill within you and the people that were around you um, a feeling of self-worth? And do you think that contributed heavily to your sense of feeling that you had charisma and that you could be who you are and who you desired to be?
1: Um, yeah, Ooh. I do think that my um, that my parents instilled that in me. That, um, that I could do what it is I set myself out to do and that I accomplish what I want to accomplish and to believe in myself. And I do believe that a lot of people do grow up in environments where they're in some types of abusive types of relationships with their parents where they are not um, taught to believe in themselves. They're told what to do, yeah, and um, so sometimes people find it hard to like claim their own and to mm-hmm. to um, become authentic because they're so busy trying to be what their parents wanted them to be that they can't be them their authentic selves until they're older.
0: Well, uh, so- last night, uh, you know, I was watching uh, the news and uh, Deborah Roberts has uh, a new book that just came out today. It hit the bookstores. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, Lessons Learned from Teachers That Made a Difference. And Oprah Winfrey is in the book. And uh, uh, they showed her last night going back. Sounds like a good book. Uh, She went back to see her teacher um, from uh, her hometown in Georgia. I had a teacher, uh, Miss Epps, uh, in my school, who uh, was my mentor. And I used to go to her home every Wednesday and Thursday. I wrote a show about uh, lessons I learned from Ms. Epps, uh, going back to, and uh, just working with her. And she instilled in me this sense of believing in myself. And, uh, you know, and because of her, that's her calling now. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that. And she instilled in me this belief that I could be anybody that I wanted to be. Um, Who was, who were the people in your early years beyond your family, uh, who told you, uh, Lisa, you can be anybody you want to be, just go after it.
1: I had a teacher that, that was very, um, very instrumental with me. And, uh, and, um, uh, my theatrical, um, teacher too, um, was very supportive in telling me that, that I'm really talented, et cetera, et cetera, and that I should develop it more. And um, no, teachers, teachers are very, very important. Yeah, they
0: and were there any along the way who didn't support that? Was there ever an opportunity or a moment in your childhood or young adulthood where someone tried to negate your authentic self? And again, as a young person, and I say this for anyone who might be watching, Um, that, and how you got through it. Yeah. I mean,
1: of course we all have people that tell us that we're not good or that we're not enough. Um, and when you're young, you, you believe it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've had that too, but I worked through it and, um, I believed in myself. I believed in myself and I didn't believe, you know, what they said.
0: Well, it and, sounds to me, you know, and again, reading the book and getting mm-hmm. to know you here, that you have a strong sense of who you are and what you're all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and God bless you for that. I uh, And uh, well, I, I have to, uh, I'm going to go back to something that I read, excuse me, while I look this up in your book uh, mm-hmm. as I was reading this because I underlined it this morning. Okay. and uh um oh, Lisa, how do you manage <laughs> and, <that's- laughs> and I thought this was a great thing, uh Lisa, how do you manage and and you said that's why I wrote the book, you know, so exactly. uh, so uh, how do you manage you know keeping it all balanced and everything, and uh that's why you everybody read the book, and you'll know how she manages <laughs> um but going back to this um. So many people still, you know, don't know how to make it all happen. Mm -hmm. What advice do you give people besides buy the book, Mm -hmm. um, beyond buy the book? I hope you're all going to go out and buy the book today Um, to start out on their own path today. Uh, It's a new month. It's a new beginning uh, to get out and make that first step.
1: Well, Really, you go through what really makes you happy. Think about what really makes you happy. I mean, even if, like if your work is not making you happy, what makes you happy? Think about what makes you happy, what you enjoy doing. And when you're doing what you really enjoy doing, you're gonna be charismatic and and it's just gonna flow right through you. People, You're gonna be connected to other people because you're excited about what you're doing. So I think it's just really important To be doing what it is you really enjoy doing, and not doing things just because somebody else wants you to do it.
0: Now, because of your focus on this, I Uh have to know: um, Do you watch a lot of television?
1: I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch it, but not a lot.
0: Okay. And when you are watching television, are you thinking as you're watching, whether it be the news, whether it be uh, talk shows or anything, whether or not those Artist, I like to call them artists, that you're watching have the charismatic factor. The charisma
1: factor. I do, vector. I do. I watch people like that. I always think that way. I think, ah, ooh, look at that. Or, you know, look at the, or you watch like George Clooney walking out. He's like waving at people and doing his thing and you're like, wow. And then you also see people that are not. <laughs> and And you take cues from that too. Especially on the news, <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: people I, that I was, you know, I was watching um, the Met Gala uh, last <laughs> night. Were you watching any of it?
1: I watched a little of it. You have and, a, big and, but, a big mix. Uh, There's a big mix. What was that? mix. There's a very big mix at the at, at the Met Gala.
0: But watching it, <laughs> you know, but that's what that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. But as you're watching this don't you have a very visceral or knee-jerk reaction to almost every single person you see walk out there?
1: And do you think that's based on the charisma factor? I think so. I think, I, I think pretty much it is. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's fun to watch Oh, no, it's accept- absolutely! accepting themselves on all these different ways. It's, uh, Yeah, you can see a lot of different types of charisma and you can see who has it, who doesn't have it. It's it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun night.
0: (laughs) But it's always, you know, it's fun to watch and see where they're coming from and see where Mm -hmm. they're going. And as you say in the book, everybody has it. Uh, but, you know, in but they have it in varying degrees. Mm, and, uh, and some of them, um, I mean, you know, it, you know, and it's very interesting. And this is going to take me into my next question. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, when the Kardashians started, you know, rising in fame, a lot of people were turned off by them. But the fact was, they had it.
1: They do. They, they do. They, they have charisma been, in space. They
0: and they knew how to work it. Um, a lot of people, um, and again, regardless of what side you're on politically, mm-hmm. um, whether you like Trump or not, he's got mm-hmm. it. You know, he's got charisma.
1: He definitely has charisma.
0: You know, and uh, he, you know, and again, don't, no comments. Anyone uh, uh, in one way or <laughs> right. the other. Uh, I'm not. Taking sides, um, but these are people who walk into a room and they elicit a response, and that's what that's about. I want to ask you, um, you know the the you know the other side, social media. Um, how do you navigate the waters of social media? Yeah, well, on
1: social media, I mean you can see who has and doesn't have charisma on social media for sure. You can see that still, even though it's not in person, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, social media, a lot has changed since that's come out. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot has changed and, um, you know, people, um, connect through their little videos, they connect and that's, those are always great. And, um, I think, um, I think it's um, been very helpful.
0: Do you utilize social media a lot in your own work?
1: I do. I do. I, I do, especially for the animals. Um, well,
0: let's talk about that because- okay. at, No, I really want to talk about this because you're a vegan, uh, yeah. you're an animal activist. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the animal activism begin for you?
1: When I was growing up in Texas, I had an uncle that had a um, cattle ranch in Paris, Texas. And um, I would meet the cows, and they all have different personalities. And they look, when I was a kid, they looked different to me. Each one of them looked different to me. And um, just like a cat or a dog looks different. And they do look different when you get to know them. And um, I would get to know the cows. And then, and I would give them names and you'd go back to, to see them. And I realized that, you know, I was told what happened and they were being slaughtered. I mean, and I mean, violent deaths. I mean, I. so. Um, I grew up in, right, a in
0: South Carolina. And so you uh, really understand that. And, uh. I will say this: If anyone, and you may think that I'm making this up, anyone who doesn't know, but it's the truth. And Lisa, I'm sure you're gonna uh, correct, you know, uh, back me up on this. The night before pigs go to slaughter, they are aware of it, and they squeal like throughout the night. It's 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 blood curdling, uh, the sounds that these pigs make. Um, so and there have been studies done on this. It's almost like they have a psychic feeling that this is going to happen to them. So you are absolutely right about that.
1: Yeah. No, I love all animals. But when I realized what was happening, I I didn't grow up with that disconnect that most people have. A lot of people have that disconnect. I and mean, you didn't grow up with that disconnect, it sounds like, either. Because a lot of people grow up disconnected. They think meat. They don't think of it as an animal because they just go to the store and they and it's wrapped in cellophane, or they go to a restaurant; and it's already cooked for them. They don't have to go out and kill that animal. Mm-hmm. But you know, I want to know exactly where my food is coming from, and I don't want to eat something that had a horrible, horrible existence. And, and did you become a vegan? A terrible and death. Because at what
0: point did you become a vegan?
1: Um from that time when I realized why the cows were there and ha- why they disappeared, um, that's when I became a vegan. And, and uh, I didn't want to have any part of any of that. And, um, you know, I would say my prayers and say my prayers. Sometimes I, as a child, I'd be forced to eat the meat and I didn't want to eat it. And then I would pray for that animal. I would pray for that animal's soul. I would pray for forgiveness for eating it, you know. And um, you know, even sometimes you uh, you can't help but have dairy in something. And then when I have dairy, then I pray for that animal that had to live that horrible life. the The poor mother. I mean, it. These are mother cows. I mean. of dairy, it's 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 this, It's meant to be for the for their kids, their mm-hmm. their their babies, not for us. That's the way I see it, anyways.
0: And how has being an animal activist shaped your life?
1: It's made it, it's made a big impact. It has shaped it in a lot of ways because um, everything that I choose is compassion oriented. I won't wear fur. Not real fur, but you don't have to now. Even people that love fur, you there's so many great faux furs. If you have to have fur, there's so great faux furs. There are so many, um, like I don't wear leather. You know, I there's so many great faux leathers. I don't want something that's that's um, that somebody had to give their life for, and um, just. Um, everything on a daily basis. My my choices are made out of compassion, and um, and like your friend says, in kindness. Kindness is important. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, with all that you're doing, uh, with all the hats that you wear, actress, mm-hmm. animal activist. Um, mm-hmm. I, which of the hats do you wear the most comfortably?
1: I've been an animal activist since I was a child. And at that time I didn't realize what I was doing, but I became that then. So I would say that that's the one that's been around the longest. But um I'm but I also I just love to write and and um and I love acting too and um I love you know becoming, studying another person and becoming that person and learning about them and, and their traits and their qualities and, and becoming that for a while. It's, 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 it's really fun, but you're an actor too. You, it's, it's a fun thing. It's a fun process. I love that too.
0: Well, I want to ask you uh, uh, one last question before we wrap everything up. How did COVID affect your life? I mean, obviously it put a pause on everybody, uh, but uh, did it, uh, force you to sit down and write a lot more? Or how did it shape your life the last two years? What, what do you feel is the biggest change within yourself because of COVID?
1: Well, you know, I finished my book during COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and, and I saw a different, I saw people with masks. So when I wrote my book, when I was finishing up my book, people were wearing masks. And so I had another perspective to write on, you know, but um, COVID has changed a lot. It's changed a lot. And even today I went to this, I broke my wrist like a year ago and I went to physical therapy today at the hospital and nobody was wearing Mm masks. Yesterday was the last day we had to wear masks there. And the whole room was lit up, physical therapy room. All of a sudden I see all these smiles in there. It just felt like I was in a different place. I didn't feel like I was in a hospital when I went in there today. But, but um, for a long time, it, it just seemed so sterile. And um, so it makes, it makes a big difference.
0: Well, I'm telling you, as an entertainer, being on stage and looking out and seeing smiles and faces and yeah. uh, the whole package... There's nothing like it. I have one last question. Do I have the charisma factor?
1: Absolutely. Look at you, Richard. (laughs) Of course you have the charisma
0: factor. Well, thank you. I am so glad you're here today. Don't go anywhere for a moment because I want you to have the final word today. But before you go anywhere, um, I want to thank everyone for being here today. It means the world to me that you all chose to be here for the last hour. Um, and those of you who will see it later, you as well. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here. This book, The Charisma Factor, is incredible. Uh get it. Um, Call your favorite bookseller and ask for it. And if they don't have it, then go to amazon.com. I was telling Lisa, you know, I got it, you know, at this locker in Blauvelt, the next town over, uh, because I could get it, quicker there than having it delivered to my home. It was worth it. I went out in the rain to get it and uh, it was just great. So everyone, please, please, please get the book. As you all know, I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything return. Order two copies of this book. Keep one for yourself and then order one for your best friend. Uh, call them up, not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message. Uh, but a phone call and let them know how they've made a difference in your life. Tell them how their charisma has made a difference in your life. Um, You know, I have a dear friend, he says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different size boats. And I always say, I don't care what size boat you're on, as long as you have a skipper by your side. And with that, I'm gonna leave the screen. Lisa, you've got the final word. It could be about anything that we spoke about today that you wanna build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final word you wanna leave everyone with today. Don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Thank you. You've got the charisma factor as well, but you already know that, and uh, it's all yours. Thank you for being here.
1: You, I just want you to know that you do have charisma and that you have it just as much, if not even more, than your favorite entertainers that are out there that you look up to. You have it and you are everything. You have everything you need inside of you. Just go out, find it out what you really, really love to do and do more of it then charisma will flow right through you and people will just be attracted to you and your life will just get better. Thank you.